This is week two of our series that we're calling Thrive. And if you missed last week, I, I encourage you to check it out because it kind of gives an overview uh, of this journey, this process that, that God has walked people through from, from the very front of your Bible all the way through to the very end. And now he's walking us through that right here, right now, individually, but also collectively as as a church, and this is so important because Proverbs uh, 29, 18 says, if people can't see what, what God is doing, that's my hope for this series, that you just see, see this process that God's been doing from the beginning of time. He's doing it today. He's taking people on a journey. I want, you to, I want you to see, I want you to be able to grasp it. It's because if you don't, then you're just gonna stumble all over, stumble all over yourself. And I don't want that for you. You don't want that for yourself. But if we, we attend, if we actually take action on what, what God reveals, and this is what I hope for you, you'd be, you'd be blessed if you do that. Or as the King James Version puts it, where there is no vision, people perish. And, and I doesn't, we don't want that for you. God doesn't want that for you. Matter of fact, Jesus said, my purpose, the reason I came, I came that you might have life and have it, have it more abundantly. He has that for you. And we want you to, to experience that here and thrive at Central. And like I said, our mission here, we exist to help people find and follow Jesus because as you find Jesus, as you follow Jesus, life becomes abundant. But the only way we, we fulfill that mission is by, by living what we call around here a one friend focus. Just one friend in your life personally. If you're a follower of Jesus, who's one person that you're investing time in? One, one friend that you're intentionally praying for? One friend who doesn't know God, but you could take them on this vibrant spiritual journey. And here's what I want you to know. You're not just inviting them to, to a religion. You're not just inviting them to church. You're inviting them to, through this process. And we like to say it this way, a process to know God. A process to, to grow in freedom, to, to show that, that they have a, a divine purpose. And you're going to help them discover that and then, then go and change the world. And, and we get the honor as followers of Jesus, not only to, to, to go on this journey ourselves, but to journey with other people. And as we do this, as we know God, grow in freedom, show our purpose and go change the world, we experience that, that abundant, that vibrant, that life brimming over with more and more life that Jesus he, he promised us that. And so uh, that's our hope for you. Uh, my hope for you. I want to invite you. God's inviting you on this vibrant spiritual journey with Jesus. And it will call upon courage. It will not always feel comfortable. It, it, but it is the only way to experience that abundant life that he promised. And if you desire more love, more joy, more peace, more patience, more goodness, more kindness, more faithfulness, more self-control in your life, then, then this, is, this is the journey where you discover that. And it all begins right here, to, to know God. If we're gonna thrive, man, we gotta know God. And, and I would say of all the four, this is the most important one. Because if, if you get all the other ones right, but you miss this, you lose. And so I don't want, you, I don't want that to be true of you. I don't want that to be true of me. So we're gonna camp out here today. How do we know God? Like what, how, how do we go on this journey with him? How do we, 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 we know God as our, not just know stuff about God, but just know him as like, that's my best friend. I, I know him personally. And the good news is no matter where you are, no matter who you are, you can, this can be true of you. You can say, I know God. He, he's, changed, he's changed my life. Not just facts about him, but I, I know him personally. But in order to appreciate the, the good news that you can know God, you, we got to also understand some of the bad news. And so we're going we're gonna to start with the bad news first. We're going to talk through some good news that, Here's the bad news in Romans 2, 23. It says this, for, for everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious, he's got some standards and we've fallen short of those. 
So you might say, well, hey, what's sin? Like, what does that even mean? And what, what are these standards? How do, how do I know if I missed that or not? Well, sin is, is actually an archery term. It was used of, 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 of archers that they would draw back their bow and they would, they would shoot this arrow. And if it would miss the target, that was, that was sin. Sin is simply missing, missing the mark, missing the target. And what's the target? Well, God has standards. He has, he has quite a few of them, but I think we could summarize most of them in in the Ten Commandments. And so to discover if you've, you've missed the standards, let's just look through a couple of those. So like, uh, how many of you here, like wherever you are watching this, maybe you're in a room of people or maybe you're by yourself, but like how many of you have ever like lied? That would be true of you. You know, like if you're not raising your hand, then like you just confirm you're a liar. Like it's, it's true of us, we've lied. Like we've missed that one. And God said, don't lie, right? Uh, how many of you have ever stolen something that wasn't yours? Like could have been a, a pack of bubble gum, maybe a baseball, maybe, maybe something small, maybe it was large. Like maybe you've been cheating on your taxes for years. Like whatever it is, like how many of you have ever stolen something? Like, like we've, we've done that, right? And, and God said, don't steal. Um, how many of you have ever used God's name in vain? We've done that. How about this one? God said, honor your mother and father so it may go well for you. It's the first commandment with a promise. Like how many of you can say, I have, I've always honored my mom and dad. Like, no, no, like none of us have. And those are just a few of them. And so if you've, if you've violated any of those, then, then, then you've, you've done what the Bible says, you've sinned. And in other words, you've, you didn't hit the bullseye. And here's what the Bible says in Romans 3.10, that, that it's true for all of us, there's no one that's righteous. Like there's not even one of us, not even, not even the person who thinks like the most holy person in the world, like we've, I've blown this multiple, we've all blown this. There's no one righteous, not even, not even one. And here's, here's the really bad news about that reality in Romans 6, it says that there's, there's a cost to this. It says the, the wages of sin is, it's death. And what does that mean? Like what's, what kind of death are we talking about? And if you were with us on Good Friday, we talked through these three different kinds of, of death that the Bible talks about. There's a physical death, which is separation from the living. There's a, a, a spiritual death, which means separation from God. And there's an eternal death, which means both separated from the living and from God for forever. And the Bible's super clear on this. And, and to that that Romans 6, 23 passage, he says that there's a, a consequence for us missing that mark. And it's, it's death and it's that eternal death. It's separation from God, separation from people we love, separation from the living forever. And to be separated from God is to be separated from all that's good, all, all that's worth celebrating, all that brings a smile to your face. It's hard for us to wrap our head around this. But, but in James 1.17, we, throughout our series in James, we talked about this passage a little bit. It says, it says, every good and perfect, everything that's good in your life right now, it's a gift from God. It doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It doesn't matter if you believe in him. Like he is the giver of every good gift. And to be absent from the presence of God for all of eternity is to be absent from everything that's good. And I deserve that. If you've broken one of those, you deserve that. And that's the bad news. That's what the Bible States over and over, but, but there is coming a death. The wages of sin is death and it's separation from God and the living for all, separation from all that's good. Separation from, from laughter. Like check, 
what? Like, can you imagine? No more, no more joy. Can you imagine, like, separated from the, the beautiful smell of flowers and, and fresh springtime, separated from, from family with all their quirks and, and weirdness, like, but, but it's good, right? It's separated from what's good. Separated from delicious food. It's so good. Separated from good friends. Friendship's good. Separated from camaraderie and and sports, and sports are good. And like, how about those Kansas City Chiefs, baby? Lift up the Lombardi Trophy. Like, I know some of you Raiders fans out there don't know what this feels like, but, but it's good, it's good, it's good. Separated from that forever. Separated from Sunday afternoon naps. I mean, I don't know about you, but rest is, is good. And the authors of scripture, they, they, they grasp for these words. They, they try to, to, to frame up a picture of what it might look like to be separated from God for like all of eternity. And they, they try to use descriptive words like it's this, it's this blazing furnace. It's, this, it's a place where, where, where the fire never goes out. It's this place of total unrest. It's this, this place of total isolation. And they use words like, like where there's constant tears and weeping. Like, I don't know if you ever hurt yourself. You're like, grit your teeth, like weeping and like gnashing of teeth. It's a, they try to grasp for words to paint a picture for you and me what life, what eternity would look like with, where there's nothing good. And the Bible's pretty clear that I deserve that. If you've, if you've broken God's law, if you've not met all of his standards, then, then you deserve that. You're act, we deserve that. By our own admission, we say, yeah, that, I've violated that. And sometimes we diminish the consequences of sin. And in doing so, we diminish the radical grace that God offers. Because that's descriptive of me. Like, that's what I deserve. But here's the good news, that, that for the wages of sin is, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Like, that's good news. There's a way out. There, there, there's, you don't have to experience that. You, you, can, you can enjoy the opposite of, of, of separation from God in, in hell for all of eternity is to enjoy heaven, which is everything good because God is the giver of all good gifts for all of eternity with family and friends. Here's another verse that, that highlights some good news that God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, while we were still doing things in rebellion to God, God stepped in in Christ and Christ died for us. On the cross, he pays the penalty for the crimes that you and I committed. On the cross, as we broke eternal laws, he steps in and he, he makes the eternal payment so that you can know him. So that, that you can not just, not just go to heaven one day when you die, but you can know him today. Like he, he steps in, he, he takes on your case. And he invites you into a relationship with him. And so how do you experience that forgiveness that God offers and, and begin that relationship where you can, you can know God? That's, a, that's just a good question. And here it is in Romans 10, 9 through 10. It says, if we, if we openly declare that Jesus is Lord, like, like Lord, that's a, that's a word we don't use in our everyday language. I don't know when you, 
heard that, you're having a cup of coffee and someone's used that word, like Lord, like it's not, but it kind of pulls back and draws us back in time to some medieval language. There were lords and ladies and lords oversaw regions or territory or property. Uh, But Lord is like an overseer, he's a ruler. And, And what he's saying here is like, if we openly declare that Jesus Christ, he's the ruler, he's the Lord, he's the, he's the CEO of my life. I've been ruling my own life, but now I'm gonna openly declare like, no, Jesus, you have full reign to rule over my life. Whatever you want from me, it's yours. Whatever you have for me, I'll take it. Where you want me to go, I'll go. If you want me to talk, to, I'll, I'll do it. Like you're the, you're the Lord, you're, you're calling the shots, you're the CEO. So, so we openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Check it out, you'll be saved. Saved from what? Saved from separation from God. Brought into relationship with God. Verse 10, for, for it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. I love how he doubles down here. We're gonna openly declare that Jesus is Lord. We're gonna openly declare that, 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 that we're God's kids. We're not, we're not ashamed of that. And one way that we openly declare our faith is, is by going public with our faith in this moment called baptism. And it confirms that like, I'm, I believe this, so I'm gonna show this. I believe by faith that, that on the cross, all my, my debt, all my, my, my shame, all, the, all my guilt, all my mistakes were dealt with in the cross. And I'm identifying with Jesus in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. I'm openly declaring my faith through my baptism. It is so important for your spiritual journey. And not only do we openly declare our faith at our baptism, but throughout our life, we openly declare our faith because he's, he's, he's rescued us, right? He's, 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 he's saved us. Like, how, how can we not talk about that openly? But I, I am excited for uh, some in the Central family this, this month who have gone public with their faith and gotten baptized. And uh, we've had a, a few baptisms here just in this month of April. And one of those uh, amazing testimonies of God's grace and rescuing power is um, one, of, one, of, one lady I've grown to call my friend. Her name's Joy. We've captured her story on a video. Check this out. Life before was a very dark, uh, lonely place. Um, obviously with COVID lockdowns, but even before then it was work, work, work and more work, uh, no social life, um, no hope uh, for the future because all life was, was working. Um, so there really, there was nothing in my life and it was just me wandering around in the darkness trying to you know, make it day by day. When I started developing my relationship uh, with Jesus, I really, as the more I read and the more I studied and the more I started putting into practice what his teachings were and commandments, um, I found peace. I found a lot of peace and, and hope for the future. And, you know, the, the loneliness goes away because you know that God's with you and that he is 
looking out for me and he's guiding me and he's teaching me and he's helping me through whatever it is that life throws in my way. So I started looking around at the local churches in my area and started you know, watching their sermons, kind of going into what they believed in, what their teachings were. And I ended up at Central. And the reason I ended up in Central is because they were Bible-focused. My life continually gets better surrounding myself with fellow believers and being encouraged um, to continue on my spiritual walk and spiritual growth. It's It's been huge. It's been enormous amount of um, strengthening of my faith and helping me learn uh, more about God and His purpose for me and really pursuing whatever work that He has for me through my study of Jesus' life. The thing that He did to kick off His ministry was be baptized. And that started him on the path of completing that task that God had given him. So that's one of the things that I knew that I needed to do, right? Because Jesus left us a blueprint for our lives to follow. You know, making that public declaration was big for not only myself, but for everyone around me to know that, you know, I am God's child, and I am here to do his work, and I am more than happy to take on that work. And it was, um, it felt really good, and it meant a lot to me because God has done so much in my life. Um, throughout my life, even when I had my back turned to him, uh, he was still there, he never left my side. And so it really did mean a lot to me to be able to show him that I'm all in and that, you know, his will was my life's purpose. Um, and to be baptized on Good Friday was, you know, extra special uh, because, you know, Good Friday is when was that day that he was crucified and he took on the world's sin uh, to redeem us and to give us a chance for eternal life and I couldn't find a better way to honor him on Good Friday than to be baptized and to say, I'm all in, I'm here, and uh, I'm following you. Well, how awesome is that? In fact, Joy's here tonight helping us with this recording. And Joy, we're just so super excited for the journey that you're on and honored to be a part uh, of that journey with you and super proud of the steps that you're taking. And, and, and we know that, that for many of you that are, are watching this, at least, at least 17 of you in the past two weeks have, have let us know like, hey, I'm beginning that journey with Jesus. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all in, I wanna follow God. And I just want you to know your next step is to, to do what Joy did and, and go public with your faith, openly declare that, that Jesus has, has changed you. You're gonna follow him. And uh, man, it'd be our joy to, to be a part of that journey with you as well. And like Joy said so, 
so beautifully. Like it, that's not the end. That's the beginning. Like it begins there where we, we enter into this relationship with God. We experience his radical grace. We know he's forgiven us. We go public with our faith and get baptized. And then we move on to knowing him on a daily basis. So, hey, if you, you want to get baptized, you can just shoot us a text, uh, 408-944-5402. If your best next step, if, you, if you're a follower, you claim to be a follower of Jesus, but haven't been baptized, this is your best next step. Matter of fact, there is nothing more important for you to do this week than to tie a bow on this one. Uh, just, just follow in the example of Jesus. Go public your faith, get baptized. We'd love to help with that. 408-944-5402. Big part of the journey of knowing God. So just to recap where we've gone so far, uh, we, we recognize that, man, all of us have sinned. We've, we've missed the mark and the consequence or the wages of sin is, is death, not just a temporary death, although that's true. Uh, we will physically die one day, and that is one of the ramifications of sin in our life, uh, but, but also an eternal death. We, we deserve that. I deserve that because of actions I've done. But thank God Jesus stepped in with radical grace, with rescuing power, defeated death, held in the grave. And, and provided a bridge for us to know God, not just know stuff about him, but to know him like he's our best friend. And that's what he desires. That's what he desires for you. So once you've made Jesus the leader and the forgiver of your life, that's when the journey to really knowing God relationally begins. And that's, that's what he has for you. You can know God, not just stuff about him, but relationship with God. That's what he desires. In fact, God, God doesn't want religion from you. He desires relationship with you. And if you're, you're new, you just need to know, you can know God. Like think about the reality of that. Think about the magnitude of that. Like, I don't know, maybe if Elon Musk called you this week, was like, hey, you wanna grab lunch? You'd be like, fire it up, let's do it. Like, you know, if Michael Jordan called you, like, hey, you wanna hang out? Yeah, for sure. Like, but, but check it out, the God who created Elon Musk, the God who, who, who formed Michael Jordan, gave them all the skills and abilities, he, he desires to know you and spend time with you, to speak to you, to hear from you, and to go on this, this journey with you. And so if you're new, you just need to know, knowing God's available. And if you've, you're a season ticket holder here at Central, or maybe you've been following Jesus longer than I've been alive, I would just like to just offer a gentle reminder. He's not interested in religion from you. He desires relationship with you. You can know God. Uh, Matthew 7, 22 through 23. We read this last week, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time, but go back and check it out if you missed it. This is Jesus. This is probably one of the most shocking verses I've ever read in the Bible. But he says this, many people, not just a few, many people will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, like didn't we do stuff for you? Didn't, we, didn't I speak on your behalf? Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I, didn't I do stuff? Didn't I drive out demons? Didn't I see people set free from what held them back? In your name, didn't I perform miracles? Didn't I experience supernatural things in your name while I was on earth? He says, then I will tell them plainly, you did a whole bunch of stuff for me, but, but I wasn't looking for religion. I was looking for relationship. I never, I never knew you. Shocking. It, it, it still blows my mind. Jesus tells another story. It's, a, it's, it's called parables in Matthew 25. And he, he kind of baits us with this story. He, he pulls us in, but at the very end, there's this plot twist where it's not even about what, what he's been talking about all along. It's, let's just read it. It says, it says, at that time, the kingdom of heaven. So he's saying, hey, here's what the kingdom of heaven will be like when I come back. 
where the kingdom of heaven will be like, like 10 virgins who took their lamps. They went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, five of them were wise. The, the foolish ones took their lamps, but, but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. And so at this point, we're thinking, man, it's, it's about virginity. It's about, it's about oil. It's about, it's about, it must be about lamps. Then the bridegroom, he was a long time coming and they became drowsy and, and fell asleep. And I don't know if you can relate to this. Maybe it feels like Jesus is a long time. Like, are you going to return or what? Like, it's a, it's a long time coming. Some of us, we, we grow tired in that season too. But in a time when they didn't expect it, in verse six, at midnight, the cry rang out. Here's the bridegroom, come out and meet him. Then all the virgins, they woke up and they, they trimmed their lamps. And the foolish one said to the wise, give us some of your oil, because it must be about oil. And we're, we're gonna go out in our lamps. But the, the wise said, no, they replied. Uh, there may not be enough for both of us. Instead, go work some more and go buy some, go spend some money and the bridegroom must want some oil. So, so they told him to go buy some for themselves. Verse 10, but while they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the door was, was shut. And this is where it gets tricky. Verse 11, Later, the others came back and said, Lord, Lord, like they're calling him their boss. They're calling him the leader. You're the CEO. You rule over us, Lord, Lord. They said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, and I, I left it off in, on purpose. Because if you've never read this, what do you think the next statement might be? Truly, I tell you, you should have been more prepared. I'm telling you, you should have thought ahead and had some more oil. Maybe, truly, I tell you, you weren't virgin enough. Truly, I tell you, you should have, you should have worked a little bit harder. He said, no, 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 you can't get into this banquet, and here's why. I didn't know you. I don't, I don't. And the, the listeners to Jesus telling this story must have been like, what? He cares. He, he, wants, he wants you to know him. He, wants, he desires relationship with you, not religion from you. And I'm so passionate about this because at the end of the day, this is all that matters. You can do a whole lot of great things in life, but if you miss this, we, we miss out not only for all eternity, we miss out right here and now on a personal, we can, Jesus wants to be your best friend. He wants to go on this journey, journey with you. We are, as a church, we are not, an organization, we are not an institution, we are not perfect, we are not better than anyone else. But what distinguishes this gathering from every other gathering is we are people who, we know God. And people should sense that when they're around us. We're about that. We're, we're, we need to know God. We are people in love with the very living God, and that's what it's all about. So you say, well, how, that's awesome. How do I know God? How do I go on this journey? How do I know him like he's my best friend? And, and there's a whole lot of things that we could talk about right here. But what I found in my life, in, in journeying with Jesus, after uh, getting rescued and being involved in the local church and going to Bible college and discipleship training and seminary, it, it re really the, 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 the life journey of Jesus, the relationship with Jesus the lifeblood of that is found in just studying the Bible, 
know your Bible and know more about God. Let him speak to you. At Central, we just believe that the Bible is God's word. Like it's the authoritative word. There's not like it's it's the word of God to us. Instructions for how to how to know God and have him speak into every situation that we might ever ever encounter. We can know God through his his word. And, and if you think about this, like if you wanted to, you just thought, hey, you know what? That person's gonna be my best friend. I want them, I wanna, I wanna go on this journey with them throughout life. I want them to be my best friend. But here's the deal. I'm only going to listen to you on Tuesday. Tuesday's our day. Like, you know, we're, we're good. Tuesday. If something comes up, like, no, nah, we're Tuesday. And it'll be like, that's ridiculous. You know, but for, for, for sometimes in my life, I treat my relationship with Jesus like that. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll read some scripture up here and, um, you know, but, but, but for you, I'll, let's be in the word. Let, let's be people who, who, who pursue God. We go after God. We, we study his word. We lean in. I, I encourage you to get a study Bible, like an NIV study Bible, written in a language you can understand. It gives you a little bit of an introduction to the letter you're about to read. There's some commentary on the bottom. So if you get stuck, there, you can get unstuck. Like you can figure out what they're talking about and, and have God speak into, into your life. Um, if, you, if you have trouble getting an NIV study Bible, let me know. We'll, we'll buy you one. We'll send one to you if you live in a different state or country. Like, we'll, we're serious about this around here. Like, we want people to know God, and, and it's hard to know God if you don't know God's word. And also, we, we do studies, like, around here. Not studies, but uh, reading plans that are somewhat studies. And we got one coming up this week. Uh, meeting with God. It's for the next 10 days as a church, we're going to be commenting on, on this reading plan and we want to invite you in. And so in the message notes, uh, you can just click on that link and, and sign up for this, this reading plan or you can always email us at info at centralsj.org. We'd love to have you in this, this reading plan as we, we together as a church learn about how do we meet with God? How do we go on this relationship? How do we have a relationship with him that's real and vibrant? Um, and if you're like, I don't know about reading plans, I don't have the Bible app, I just want to read physical copy, that's awesome. Like maybe just start in the book of Mark or book of John, just read through the New Testament. Uh, God's word comes alive. I remember this story of uh, a Gideon. Gideons were these people that would go out and distribute Bibles in schools. If you ever stayed in a hotel and opened the drawer and found a Bible, it's probably a Gideon Bible, but they would give out Bibles in prisons. And uh, this Gideon came to this prison and uh, this inmate was like, hey, I don't, I'm not really into that, but I need some rolling papers to roll my cigarettes while I'm in prison. So can I have can I have one of those Bibles? Because it looks like it would be really good rolling paper. And the Gideon was like, yeah, sure. But I, I want to come back. And why don't you tell me what you read? So before you smoke a page, you got to read the page. And so the guy's like, okay. And so a few months later, the guy came back. The Gideon came back and asked the inmate, how'd it go? Like, did, did you have any more? Do you need another Bible? Are you going to keep rolling them and smoking them? And the guy was like, let me just tell you something, Pastor. He said, I read the book of Matthew. I smoked it. I read Mark, I smoked Mark, I smoked Luke, and I got to, I got to John and, and God smoked me. And I'm just telling you, there's, there's power in reading the Bible. There's, the word of God comes alive, and it, even if you don't believe it, I invite you on this journey. Even if you're like, I don't believe anything you're saying, Tim, I would still invite you for one year. What if you just committed to reading the Bible every day for a year? I'm just telling you, God will change your life. If you commit to... Reading your Bible every day, but not only reading your Bible every day, but, but praying. Prayer is so, so vital to our walk. For, do it for a year. 
And if God doesn't show up in your life in a profound way, you read the Bible and pray every year. I'll, I'll go explore some other religion with you. But I just guarantee, I'm that confident, God will speak to you. God will do a work in your heart and your life. He will change you. You might say, this is super elementary. Read the Bible and pray. I'm just telling you, the plain things are the main things. If you want an intimate relationship with God, you got to have him talk to you. And if you're going to have an intimate relationship, you got to be able to communicate with him on a regular basis. And, and you know what? Talking to God in prayer, it's not, I don't need to give you a formula. Like I, on my first date with Tiffany, I, it wasn't scripted. It would be super weird if it was. You know, whenever my kids come home from school, I don't want them reading some script that someone else told, me, told them to tell me about how their day went. And I want to, I want to hear from them. And so as a family, we, 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 every day we try to ask our kids and Tim and I try to ask each other, like, what were your, your, your highs and lows, we, we call them. Or sometimes we call them our hots and our knots. Sometimes we call them our, our roses and our thorns. What are your roses and your thorns today? Sometimes we call them our poops and our whoops. And poops are pretty self-explanatory, but whoops are like, whoop, whoop. You know, like it's, it's exciting. What are the poops and the whoops? Like, because I want to hear from them. I want to I I process life with my kids. I want them to talk to me, and I want to be able to speak in to what they're processing and what, what they're going through. And, and I'm just telling you, infinitely more than I desire that for my kids, your heavenly Father desires that for you. He, he wants to speak to you through his word. He wants to hear from you. How are you processing life today? And go on this relationship with you. So life thrives when we know God. We know, when we know we've been forgiven. Life thrives when we know like our, all of our sins, all my shame, everything I've done that I regret, all my mistakes have been expunged eradicated, erased. My account before the courts of heaven have been reconciled. Not because of anything I could ever do, but because Jesus stepped in and he paid my fine. I'm just telling you, he paid yours too. And you can take hold of that today. You can know God. And once you take hold of that, once you, you embrace that by faith, you go public with your faith in baptism, then you go on this, this journey throughout your life, making Jesus your best friend. You can know him personally. Plain things are the main things. There's a whole lot we could talk about right here, but, but let's just begin with read the Bible and pray. It'll change your life. And God is inviting you into this vibrant spiritual journey. And it all begins with knowing him. Not just knowing stuff about him, but knowing him personally. Just imagine with me, what would this year look like if you woke up every day overwhelmed by the radical grace of God that saves us. What, 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 what might this year look like if you started every day with an eternal perspective from God through his word? Imagine what it would look like if you, you just decided today, in 2021, I'm gonna make Jesus my best friend. So before I, I text them to talk about that or before I, I, I call to celebrate about that, before I post, no, I'm gonna celebrate with Jesus. Like he's my, he's my best friend. What might this year look like? Imagine the confidence you'd have if you heard from heaven before making any decision. Imagine yourself one year from today, having talked to God every day and processed this year with him. I just dare you to do it for a year. Know God, commit to knowing. Even if you, you again, if you're skeptical of all this, I'm so confident 
that God desires a relationship with you. He's pursuing you. You read his word every day. And you process life with him every day. He will change your life. And if he doesn't, again, I'll go explore some other religion with you. But I know he's wanting relationship with you. He's drawing you to himself. And imagine one year from today, you could look back and say, the creator of the universe is my best friend. That's the life you're called to. That's the life you were created for, to know God. That's where you not only come alive, that's where you begin to thrive. Let's pray. Jesus, we just thank you for your your radical grace, God, for your rescuing power, for for God, we we just contemplate today and and sit in the reality that, man, we, we deserve death, like eternal death, because we've violated your standards. We've broken eternal laws, but, but Jesus on the cross, you paid our eternal debt so that we can know God and we can have a relationship with you. And so Jesus, I pray for everyone listening, God, that they would be people who have a vibrant relationship with you, people who call you their best friend. We don't need more religious people around us, God. We need more people in, in relationship with you. So Jesus, would you come alive in us so that God, we can be the people you called us to be. God, for those who their next step is to go public with their faith and get baptized, God, I pray that they would solidify their commitment to make you the Lord, the boss, the CEO of their life and show that, God, by getting baptized and openly declaring how great you've been. As you continue to pray, I know for some of you watching this, maybe you don't know God. Maybe you haven't experienced his forgiveness in your life and Today, as we look to God's word, we, you, you see a path that yes, you've blown it. Yes, you've sinned. Yes, you've missed the mark. Yes, the wages of sin is death. But, but the rest of the verse says that the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And you can know God today. It can all begin right now. And the way that you take hold of that is by declaring with your mouth, openly declaring that, that you're making Jesus Christ, the CEO of your life. You're going to make him the leader of your life, the Lord. And believe in your heart that that on the cross, Jesus did pay the penalty for your sins. But in in on the cross, he rose again. And because he's alive, you can come alive today. If you want to begin a relationship with him, I would invite you not only to, to say those things, to affirm those things, but to talk to God and ask him for your forgiveness, for his forgiveness. I guarantee you, he's going he's gonna to eradicate all your mistakes and set you on this journey to freedom. So you, that's you, would you pray with me today? Say, God, I recognize I've blown it. I realize I've made some mistakes. You have standards and I haven't hit them. But God, I, I also realize that my mistakes have eternal consequences. So God, I feel the weight of that. But I'm so thankful that Jesus came to pay the penalty for my sins so I can experience freedom, so that I can know you. So, so, so Jesus, we can have a personal relationship. And I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you rose again. And I'm asking to come alive in me. Make me a new person. Help me become the person you created me to be. Today, I surrender my life to you in Jesus' name. Amen.